Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is across from me. Papa's his favorite title, but he's got a resume that is a mile long, including he had a rare opportunity to join the pandemic committee of the Pennsylvania Association or the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency, but he chose tsunamis instead. Wise <laughs> choice, Joe. <laughs> Actually, I was involved in emergency communications. So. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Had nothing to do with tsunamis. <laughs> Had a lot to do with radio and television, however. Mm-hmm. On the Mark is sponsored by the, whatever you say. Well, On thank the- you. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. We'd love to hear from you. one 800 And The state legislature has been very busy. These governors have been busy. State Health Department busy. And let's see, uh, U.S. Senate last night voted for that $2.2 trillion uh, massive, uh, I guess you call it a stimulus package. Uh, so we can talk about that. Open phones, one 800 795 You can do as a half a dozen folks have done, and that's email us at onthemarket.com. And you can text us at 70236. We would just love to hear from you today, 70236. Uh, one quickie reminder, we do have the Snyder Town Road is still blocked by an injury accident that happened around 3 a.m. today. That's a, a rollover tractor-trailer crash that did involve one person going to the hospital, and that road is still closed. If you missed it, State Senator John Gordon was on the news line this morning at 740, and that is on the WKOK podcast page, talking about uh, uh, his uh, inability uh, to question what uh, some more assertive political leaders are doing, and that's to say when all of this will end, when schools will open, and when businesses could open, and when uh, we'll get back to normal. Uh, of course, the governor leaves it completely open-ended, and uh, the president says he'd like to have things open by Easter. He didn't say things will be open. He just said he would like to. I would like things to be open by Easter as well. Well, I think the president makes a good point. You can't shut this country down forever. I mean, it, look at the numbers today. What, over 3 million unemployment claims filed in the last week. You know, that $1,400 in the stimulus package, and don't get me started on the stimulus package. You know, I'm one of our good emailers here, Tom, is coming down on the Republicans. But it was the Democrats who, in the midst of this bill, wanted to put in $25 million for the Kennedy Center, multiple millions oh, it's for... it's in there. Yeah, multiple millions for public broadcasting. Come on. So you don't like uh, the arts? Is that your I like the arts, right? but what's that got to do with keeping us safe from coronavirus? Kennedy Center isn't coming to my home with masks and gloves and testing me for the virus. Neither is public broadcasting. All right, well, Meanwhile, commercial broadcasters oh, like us, we suffer. NPR is doing more coverage than anybody. Objective. 
nonpartisan coverage of this. Now, I'm not standing up for them because they compete with us and they get federal dollars. But we don't get any federal dollars. Well, that's, well I, you don't know that to be true because we are a small business, in case you haven't forgotten. Well, there's some question about whether or not broadcasting will be uh, included. Yesterday, I got an email from the State Association of Broadcasters, and they are working with the NAB to try and determine what losses local radio and television stations are suffering in order to maybe get them included in the next round, assuming there is a next round. Mm-hmm. But in this round, there's nothing. And yet, we are the touchstone in local communities all across the country. 1-800-795-9565. we got one caller waiting and another one coming in. Uh, we got an email. We'll read that ASAP. Uh, first caller, Billy's on the line from Winfield, PA. Good morning, sir. Thanks for checking in. You're on the mark. Good morning, guys. I'm completely stunned by what the Congress, our U.S. Congress, is doing um, as a as a, a president of a business, I think this is going to just absolutely decimate our economy, and I'll tell you why. Uh, yesterday, the Senate Republicans tried to fix this bill so that people could not make workers could not make more on unemployment than they make staying at home, and the Democrats uh, basically threw a fit, and that was voted down. So the bill, as the Senate passed at 96 to nothing, now pays folks more to stay home than to work, and not just a little bit more. Anyone making less than $29.30 an hour will make more on unemployment than they will by working, and a lot more. Folks making minimum wage, seven twenty-five an hour, will make eighteen fifty an hour to stay home. Folks making ten dollars an hour will make twenty dollars an hour to stay home. The average wage in my company for for workers that stay home is sixteen dollars. They'll make twenty three dollars an hour not to work. How can I incentivize workers to work when the <laughs> government will pay them more to stay home? And if if, if folks aren't working, that is the underpin the, the main underpinning of our economy people getting up and going to work every day producing something that is that's what defines an economy i just i can't even i i, I don't even know what to say i'm i'm it's just it's beyond belief isn't there a time limit on that bill it. isn't there a time limit of 39 weeks uh yeah but 39 weeks is a long time joe no no argument yeah, without a worker who we, well, but if a worker's called back, they're no longer eligible for unemployment. Right, if they yeah, they can't collect if there's work and they don't take it, can they? I mean, that never they well, didn't change that. That's true, but if they have coronavirus symptoms, if they think they have coronavirus, <laughs> week three, two. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I wonder if we qualify, Mark. Uh, gee, I'm feeling a little feverish this morning. <laughs> Strangely, you look pretty pasty too. But that's another topic. Well, Billy, I, you know this bill is so packed full of stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the coronavirus and will be a disincentive for work. Of course, there's money in there for NPR, which is always my major irritation. So now they get more subsidy to compete with us and and make us look worse because we can't do anywhere close to what they can do, in part because of their federal dollars. It does include this money for the Kennedy Center, which irritates Joe to no end because he doesn't support the arts. But I support the arts, but not in the middle of a pandemic where you can't even 
go to the place. If well, I wanted is, to go to Kennedy Center, they wouldn't let me in. Well, uh, they have a huge budget, so this is to backfill lost revenue there and for maintenance and so on. So I, I, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it, we can get into the Kennedy Center if you really want to argue about that. But it is packed through across the board. I went to Politico and said, what's really in the bill? And it, it's just crazy, the money and the amounts and the lack of... And yeah. some of it's for the Congress itself, like $23 million just for the Congress, the House of Representatives, for its, what, salary, staff, and bonuses, and all this other stuff. That, oh, they need good, they oh, need my it. Gosh. Oh, yeah. And they're oh. not even in Washington, they're not even working. So, yeah, but... Uh, well, and I, literally, I literally said to my managers this morning, I said, we had all, you know, agreed to take a 25% pay cut during this crisis, at least... Mm-hmm. because our workers were being laid off. And I said to them this morning, I think that's on hold because it sounds like the government is going to pay you more to go on unemployment. So why would I stop you? I, I think you should you should probably go on unemployment. All right. But what is the employer's contribution to that? None, hopefully. I, I have no clue. Well, that is probably typical. Like whatever, said, whatever you're... so convoluted. Whatever you're... Well, it's probably your same contribution that you'd well, have to I'm make. Well, I'm sure, as Nancy years. Pelosi once famously said, we have to pass this thing to know what's in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we know uh, Congressman Keller didn't read this before he passed it. I'm sure he didn't. Cannot be done. Well, he didn't well, vote on it yet. Well, there was a post on Facebook that showed pictures of him reading it, but 880 pages is... You know, he didn't have a lot of time. That would be a lot for him. All right. Thank you so much, Billy. Really appreciate it. But keep in touch as you find more hidden gems in there. Keep in touch. Send us a note or call in again. Yeah, call in. Thanks, right. Billy. Thank we you, appreciate Doug. that. And one of our light writers says, Joe, 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 Pelosi said all of the bill was COVID-associated. Sarcasm. Also, NPR has been biased left for years, but we knew that. Listen up, Mark. Oh, I'm, we, we can defund NPR right now <laughs> if it's up to me. They have been doing a good job on COVID. There's no doubt about that. But uh, they are. Uh, it is widely perceived as leaning left. I don't personally see it, but I am left. So maybe that views well, excuse look, I don't my care vision. whether they're left or right leaning. If the government funds them, that's one thing. But in the middle, and their positioning in a pandemic emergency bill is ridiculous to me. Well, that's simply because the president won't allow additional funding for them. So the Democrats put that in there, because well, this is the only way they could get it through. Did you see Steve Mnuchin last night? Uh, he was on on with uh, Sean Hannity, which I know is anathema to many people uh, out there, but Treasury Secretary Mnuchin joined him last night. He said that there is a price to pay. We need a bipartisan support, and there was a price to pay. And that's what happened. Uh, PBS funding the Kennedy Senator. Uh, Hannity confronted Mnuchin about those provisions, saying their inclusion in the compromise legislation was not a win-win situation. Uh, Mnuchin said we needed bipartisan support, and there was a price to pay. I agree with you that I would rather be sending that money to hospitals than sending that money to the Kennedy Center. Nothing against the Kennedy Center, but this is about the coronavirus. And he's right. Well, this was to backfill money that the Kennedy Center lost. I mean, you and I are participants in the Kennedy Center in terms of funding all year round. If you really wanted to complain about it, you should talk about the $75 billion that they get the rest of the year. So, uh, you know, this is because they've lost a lot of performances. I don't know how many right, performances so they hand, have a year. The in. Democrats are yelling, we can't subsidize business, but we can subsidize this? Has to be alone. Well, the, the, the 
Kennedy Center is a nonprofit. You know that. It's not a. It's owned by the government. It's, it's co-owned by the government and a private board. But it's not. Uh, well, look, funding them like is a separate issue. Separate issue. Let's address the coronavirus, and then when we get down to the end of the line, if we have any money left, then let's look and see what worthy things that need to be supported are there, and how much money do we have left to support them. But the primary thing is that you know I see all these people saying, "Oh, New York needs another forty thousand respirators." You know, but we're sending $25 million to Kennedy Center. Come on. Than, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. In the first place, I'd like to have you look up exactly what funding the government gives to uh, national public broadcasting. I know it's a little bit, but we mostly in public broadcasting take care of ourselves with donations. Markman and I are regular sponsors of NPR. We like the uh, things that you don't play on your four radio stations, like the opera, like uh, news several times a day, and news from around the world. We like that, and we and we feel it's worth having. And boy, NPR is doing a great job of reporting the virus problems. But my reason for calling, till I got sidetracked <laughs> by that, was that I think you have to stop well I believe I think I feel what we need to do in a problem like the uh, coronavirus outbreak is follow science science isn't perfect but it's a lot more perfect than saying well we're going to have the churches packed by Easter I think that would be a wonderful idea and I think it's good that the president gives us hope, but he should not give us false hope. And I find that that's what's going on. Well, that's his speciality. I mean, he said for months it's no worse than the common cold and that and, and that we were going to beat it when it was still in the single digits. So false hope is his speciality. But in any event... Even Dr. Fauci said it's aspirational, and that's what the president oh. was doing. He was oh, showing aspirational. something... aspirational. Yes, okay. Joe, you know... I think I. I'm well, Dr. Fauci sure. is a scientist, isn't he? He's a scientist, and he says it's as a politician aspirating when he sees it. Oh, well, now you've brought me to the other subject, which is, of course, the governors tell Trump that he's the greatest man in the world, and the scientists tell him that he's the greatest man in the world. That's the only way you can get him to cooperate is by licking his boots. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Apparently, except for Joe, who thinks that aspirational means something like, Joe, I'm pretty sure when you get home today, there is going to be the largest Ford truck you ever wanted in your driveway. You just wait. You just wait. You'll see. That's aspirational beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Listen, so, then, the, the problem is that there. this is uncharted territory, and you and a lot of people on the left are just, you know, not willing to concede the fact that the president is doing the best he can under tough circumstances. His approval rating stands at 60% right now, including 27% of Democrats think he's doing a good job on this issue. I don't care. I follow what he says and what actually happens. He promises every day stuff that he doesn't deliver. We do not have the ventilators we need. We do not have the masks we need. And how do you... And how do you he, worldwide is known 
as doing a crummy job. And how do you equate then? How do you equate the fact then that New York had the opportunity to buy some fifteen thousand respirators after the last two thousand eight incident, and they chose not to do it? Oh, well, they didn't restock. That's a mistake. And Joe, you ran a business. But you're for many you're, you're, you're b- blaming the president. You're your you're blaming the president for things that he had no control over. wasn't even an office for. Hey, a lot of people could have made decisions that would have impacted this very positively if they had known it was coming. But nobody knew it was coming. Wait a minute. Yes, they did, Joe. Do not fall for that. You know better. I do we not know better. We knew it was coming. The World Health Organization knew it was coming, and we had a government that was saying, oh. eh, don't worry about it. Oh, so we, when did they know? Did they know during the Obama administration and he didn't do anything about it? No, it was about, oh, come on, be realistic. I am being realistic. I was something in the neighborhood of last I'm talking about the long. I'm talking about the long run and things that could have been done that would have made things a little better now. And and Obama didn't do them. He didn't restock our supplies after the last issue, the N1N1, N1H1. Mr. What about this? Wait a minute. What I'm saying is uh, this current chump we have in the White House, as opposed to the prior chump, didn't he kept saying, "No, science is wrong. Do not believe science." Believe stupid me. Well, you know, Than, you'll you'll never get those blinders off. I'm oh, sorry. Sure. All right, sure. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. The, the man uh, who wears see, fox I, funnels I all the time. It might, be t- I, it might be time to stop insulting your callers. Well, you're uh, insulting me, but that's okay. I can't insult you. It's okay. You put yourself up there when <laughs> well, I was Well, so do you when you call show, in. <laughs> I knew I would be insulted because that's where I am. And when you call in, you insult me, and if I insult you back, I'm sorry, but it's not an insult, it's a difference of opinion. And if you can't hear a difference of opinion without considering it an insult, that's on you, not on me. <laughs> All right, you two, enough. You'll never change. Enough, you okay. two. Stop right, it, both of you. I want to let other people call Stop it. If I have to come into that backseat. seat, believe or think or guess, and I'm going to listen to the scientists. All right, thank you so much. And that's exactly what the president's doing. <laughs> you don't listen to the press conferences, do you? All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Thanks, Thanks Stan. Always good to there. talk to you, buddy. Take care. Stay good healthy. To talk to you. Stay healthy, man. Thank you. Uh, upper right hand. He doesn't corner. stay healthy. I won't have anybody to argue with. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure people will rise up. <laughs> Larry G from Texas is hearing from. Or we're hearing from him this morning. He says, "Good morning, Mark. I can tell you just came back to Marktopia. The comment about NPR doing more than any other broadcaster is is a bit off the mark." All right. Thank you for that. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Tom sends us a screed. We'll read that on the radio shortly. He sent it to on the market wkok.com. And you can join him with your opinion sent to that email address. You can text us at 70236. All of you folks who have a cell phone can text 70236. Or you can call us. The WDKOK Live Telephone Talk Show is underway. 1 800 795 That's 1 800 795 9565.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. All right. We have a, an email from our friend Tom, who is always super critical of anything the Republicans and the president do. But Tom says this morning, I watched the Senate on C-SPAN 2 last night for much of the night. The show put on by the Republicans was disgusting to say the least. Worthless speeches or rhetoric galore. Giving corporate America another colossal bailout that they don't need or deserve on top of the $1.5 billion they got in 2017 had my blood boiling. What did they do with that money? Well, they bought back their stock and handed it out in raises they were that were very, very, very top-heavy. Last night, they had the gall to bring up an amendment to drastically cut money from people who actually needed it. Only one Republican voted with the Democrats, and she is in serious trouble in her state for uh, up for re-election. Joe, please stop sticking up for our huckster president. It is sickening. It's good Joe wasn't a senator last night, as I'm sure he would have joined the 48 Republicans who pulled this stunt that was dead on arrival. Sad. I, I'm not certain what amendment he's talking about, but here's my problem. To the extent that they, they, they need to give money to people, I'm not going to argue that, and I think that the amount that they give is probably going to be helpful, but isn't it really, for most families, just a drop in the bucket? And if they don't have a job to come back to when this is all over, how do we keep on going? We can't continually, as Billy points out, we can't continually subsidize everybody in well, this country they're talking for not working. This is just another phase of many phases where Congress is going to hand out money that they don't have to us. Well, you're right, $1,200 for a family. If you are a family of means and you're making ends meet and you're in the black and you're paying your mortgage and bills and you know maybe own your home already, that kind of thing, this is money that is certainly going to be helpful, and but you can live without it. But if you are a person who's lost their job and uh, may or may not have a sufficient unemployment compensation. I know Billy talked about them uh, bolstering unemployment. It goes to the starts at the first week now, plus it has a, uh, it's over and above what they normally give out. So, you know, obviously that is going to help. But you have a lot of people around here that are hurting. You have a lot of people that were r- running private businesses in their home. You know, all all that money's completely gone. Right. You can't do that at all. There's money where $1,200, you know, that might l- take care of a month's worth of child care and some medical expenses 
is that kind of thing. But it's, it's not really going to help. Now, there could, they could not add a needs test to this. There wasn't time. Well, and that's why things like Billy's talking about sort of making un- unemployment compensation upside down, making every American who gets unemployment upside down is ridiculous. But there wasn't time to argue it. They just well, there had is, to get it through. I'm not going to argue that point with you because I think people do need help and relief and they need it right now. Although means testing would be ideal, you know, hopefully the money will all get pumped back into the economy one way or the anyway, other. Well, it will. I mean, there's no argument about that. Nobody's going to take it and bury it in their backyard. Even if you put it in your savings account, that helps the banks and, and you know. No, but Tom doesn't want to help the banks. That's disgusting and sad. Well, they don't need the help. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's where some people may choose to put it. But if you put it in a 401k, well, then that will help well, with investing and so on. You know, and it, to me, we have to do something to make sure that the people have a job to go back to. Billy's worried about the fact, and I don't blame him, that people have a, are decentivized from working at the moment because they can get more on unemployment than they can going back to work. But they still need a place to go back to when this is over. The government, we cannot subsidize everybody. Nobody can just say, all right, we're all going to stop working now, and the government's going to pay us. Sooner or later, that's going to, they're going to keep bringing more and more money. But what does that lead to? The well, big word, inflation. And most of this money for businesses is loans. There's very few grants that are involved here for small businesses, and there's a lot of caveats. The Democrats, and now it's a victory for unions, but the Democrats got to get in there that if you take some of this federal stimulus loan money, if you're a small business, then you can't prevent union organization from taking place. In other words, let's suppose somebody wanted to form a union here. We have less than a workers here. And the front office said, okay, fine. Whatever whatever you say the union wage is going to be, that's what I'm going to give you. And then uh, if somebody still tries to organize a union and say, whatever health care or benefit you're supposed to get, you know, they're really actively it, hold on, they're really actively working against the union to make sure they stay ahead of it. But it's against the law. They to, wouldn't be to, able to do Well, no, that, it's not illegal to up the salary and benefits of workers that are about to face a union vote. And so now that's it. illegal? Uh, <laughs> if you take this federal money, you can't actively participate in trying to outdo a union that wants to organize in your business. Now how is that fair? If you're a union dog like me, it's wonderful. How is that fair to the worker? You know, all right, you know, we're, I can give you more money and you won't have to pay dues and you won't have to do all the other things. Or I can, well, it, you, you it, can join the union, you can pay the, the increase you get in dues. It isn't fair. It throws all of financial balances out of whack, you know, in terms of what employees earn, what value do they bring to the company, what is their salary, whether they're union, what are their benefits, what is their... Uh, and what know, about people in work, right-to-work sort of states, thing. businesses in right-to-work states? They can't even touch this money, huh? Uh, no, I don't... I, I, no, nobody's carved out in that manner. The only carve-out that... that uh, Fox was talking about when I read the article today was this money that incentive that would prevent companies from disincentivizing union membership. We're going to have to take a quickie break. When we come back after CBS, uh, we will be talking to you on open phones on On the Mark on WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Directly across from me is Mr. Joe. Directly on the other side of across from me is Mr. Rob Center. And directly across and then through the window and across the hall is Matt Catrillo, our news director. So that's the cast of characters that bring you this wonderful show. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That is 1-800-795-9565. We invite you to call us. We do have open phones right now, and we are enjoying an opportunity for you to call us. So please do so. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Snyder Town Road still blocked by an injury accident. It happened around 6 o'clock this morning. A crash happened when a tractor trailer rolled over. The driver of the truck taken to the hospital. No other details about the crash itself out yet, but Northumberland County 911 tells us Snyder Town Road is still blocked. A normally very busy construction company in the valley is donating to Geisinger thousands of the coveted N95 masks. Zartman Construction on Route 11 near Northumberland saw an opportunity to give back, according to a Spokesman from Zartman's, their vice president of operations, Tim Clark, said the masks are usually used in demolition work, but since they are virtually at a standstill at Zartman's, they don't need any of the masks. Geisinger thanked them and said uh, they would still be. They have on their community wish list donations of more N95 masks, latex gloves, and electric heaters, larger electric heaters for their outdoor tents. Uh, They welcomed those particular donations. They say they have sufficient supplies for right now, but they still uh, welcomed uh, those donations. The number of COVID-19 cases in Pennsylvania has topped 1,000, including four cases now in Montour County. Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine says Pennsylvania is continuing to see an exponential rise in new cases of COVID-19. We have 276 new cases of COVID-19. This brings our statewide total to 1,000 127 Pennsylvanians who have tested positive. Levine also reported four new deaths due to coronavirus in PA, increasing the statewide total to 11. Governor Wolf Wednesday also announced he's extending his stay-at-home order to Lehigh and Northampton counties, which brings to 10 the number of counties under the order, which urges people not to leave their homes unless they need to buy food or medicine or see a doctor. I'm Mark Sims. It appears another positive COVID-19 case has hit the valley, according to a statement from Wise Markets. A store associate at their Milton location has been diagnosed with the virus. Wise says it is limited to what it can say due to governmental privacy or policies. The employee hasn't worked at the Milton or any other Wise store since March 18th. Wise says it's following all the guidelines from local and state health departments, and the store is safe to shop. You can read their full statement at WKOK.com. Pennsylvania lawmakers voted to delay the primary election by five weeks to June 2nd, potentially past the spike in the state's coronavirus cases. Both chambers of the legislature approved it Wednesday. Governor Tom Wolf, a Democrat, says he will sign that extension. And those are some of the news headlines. Please go to Outbreak Coronavirus. That's our clearinghouse page on WKOK.com. We invite you to check that out. One quickie correction. I indicated that uh, Fox had reported a small 
small businesses would benefit uh, from this bill and that they would not be able to thwart the efforts of union organization. It's medium-sized businesses. The tweet is that uh, um, if a medium-sized business between 500 and 10,000 employees takes the Treasury loan, they can't oppose any union organizing efforts. Specifically, it says that uh, if they take the Treasury loan, the recipient will remain neutral in any union organizing effort for the term of the loan, and that's for medium-sized employees. So we don't have too many of those around here. So they don't borrow the money, and they go out of business, and the people lose their jobs. Good idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What he said. one 800 795 I got two lines lighting up, but Tom has been patiently waiting through the news headlines. Good morning, sir. You are on the mark. Yeah, that bill that, that Joe doesn't know anything about, that was to to change the unemployment so you could only get like half of what you made. Like unemployment actually works. When you file for unemployment, you don't get what you make. You might be get might get half or two thirds. That's what that's what that that they voted on last night. They bought that, and it was already discussed. It was already discussed that they couldn't do it because the states all told the government that the computer systems are all different in every state, the way everything works, and there would be no way. There would be no way that they could possibly do that, any, and, and the, that the government could send the money to. The government couldn't send the money into their computer systems because they're all different. That is why that was done that way. And they picked 600 because a lot of people do get 600, so they had to give everybody 600. That's the reason why they did that. All right. Well, our and earlier another thing, our this, earlier call, Tom, mess, Tom, maybe you want to comment on this. Our earlier caller said that some people now are actually going to be paid more not to work than they made when they were working. You don't they, think that's that, fair, that do you? Exactly true. But there was nothing they could do about it. There was nothing they could do about it. They either had to give everybody more, or some people that should have got more would have got less. There was nothing they could do about it because of the computer system oh. in all the states. I didn't hear that. So you were you were up watching it. I'll I'll assume you you got it right. And 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 they already had that. They already had discussed that, and that was already a settled issue before they went and had this this vote. This uh, what do you call it? I don't know. They had a special an amendment. Vote. An amendment. Amendment. And, and they knew about it even before they had all agreed upon it. Mnuchin agreed upon it. Everybody agreed upon it. And this Ben Sass from Nebraska, he has to bring this up. And every and every Republican except for Susan Collins voted voted for it, and she's in trouble in uh, Maine. And another thing, the reason why we're in this mess we're in is because we do not make anything in this country. Well, that's a fact. If we would have sewing factories in this country, and we actually make clothes and shoes like we used to, there would be no problem for anybody to switch over to making masks. But we don't have any sewing factories. No argument there, that's but it. that's not that's not any uh, that's not the president's fault. That's not the president's fault. That's that that goes back into the sixties. Yep. 
and and another part and another the American people is the ventilators. Tom, don't you think the American yeah. people have to be willing to pay more so that America? I mean, you're always a caller who espouses living wages, but I mean, the American people have indicated they don't want to pay the higher prices it would cost to build things here in America so that you people can have, have a good to wage. Pay more here. You get rid of these. You get rid of corporations. You get rid of CEOs and shareholders, oh my. and then you're not paying all this money out. Well, and then you can afford to pay. You can afford to pay people, and you can actually afford to have a health care system. Who runs these businesses then, Tom? The system. Tom, who runs these businesses? We have no board of directors. We have no CEO. Who puts up the money under your theory? And what's my incentive to put it up? You would, buy, you would borrow it from the government. Oh, oh okay. From the government. The government's going to take over even the sewing factories. There okay, go. there oh, we go. Come on, Joe. And another thing with these ventilators, I I doubt that there are very many, very many companies in this country that can make these screens. They all going to have screens. They're all going to have electronics in them. And I doubt very much that there are very many countries, very many companies left in this country that can make any of that stuff. Very few. All right. We got you. Thank so you so much. So now you're depending on, and it's just like our airplanes and our, and our, and our ships in our, in our military. You know where the stuff's made? All that high-tech stuff is made in China and Japan. We don't make any of it. Or as the president would say, China. All right, thank you so much. Appreciate the, the call, the Tom. Problem, the problem so, with that is that the government, I mean, w- without the incentive of, to start a business and to find a need in the economy and fill it, the government can't do all that for us. We have to have individual businesses and entrepreneurs who are willing to take the job. All right. Even We have a news item. Matt sends us one news item. He says, Evangelical Community Hospital says they've tested two confirmed positive cases of COVID-19. No additional details are being released on those individuals. As of today, Evangelical says they've tested 128 people with 24 negative results, two positive tests, and 100 two tests that are still pending. So two positive cases have gone through Evangelical Community Hospital. Geisinger uh, says they've cycled a couple of positive people through there. I forget the exact number. One of our listeners sends us a note. Joe, upper right-hand corner, says, please. let's just place the blame where the blame should be. If the healthcare industry knew coronavirus was going to cause a big problem, they didn't send an alarm. They just mentioned it as they did any other virus. So here's silly, simple explanation. If you know Johnny was to blame, don't blame Susie. All right. That seems reasonable. <laughs> Mike, you're on the mark. Well, have we ever talked about considering that we may be doing the exact wrong thing in responding to this virus? You mean the hunkering down part? Yeah, yeah, the, the hunkering down. Who has that been discussed much? Well, the goal, if, you're, if your goal is to keep hospitals from being overrun, we're definitely doing the right thing. I mean, this will slow the spread of the virus so hospitals won't be overwhelmed. But if you have another mission, let's suppose you don't care if uh, people who have weakened immune systems might not be able to get the health care, or you don't see there's another solution, which is inconceivable. But, um, but if your goal is to keep hospitals from being overwhelmed, this is the way to go. Well, but w- what's your view on this? Let though? me ask you a question, though, and okay. I'll see if my Mike agrees with me. If you're healthy and you choose to go out and about, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But if you're at risk and you choose to stay home, you, isn't that the prudent thing? Isn't that personal responsibility? I'm at risk, so therefore I'm not going to go out into the world. Now, which township supervisor said that sentence only 24 short hours ago? I agree with Billy. I'm just <laughs> reminding you. Well, that's it. I mean, you're taking the well and punishing them so that the vulnerable don't suffer. Well, okay, quarantine the vulnerable. (laughs) That seems to be common sense. Let the well go to work. And if I thought I were at risk, I would be quarantined. I wouldn't be sitting here across from you as you sneeze and cough and hack. If you get it, you're a goner. (laughs) Go ahead, Mike. Okay, so what I I think is, to be a doctor, one of these specialized doctors with the viruses and stuff, you know, you have to be very smart, and you have to know the big picture, and you have to want to make sure no one dies. That, that's what they, they want. And so that, that's their goal. An even bigger goal for politicians is never, and culture just wrote a wonderful article about that, what mayor, what governor, what anybody is going to want to have one additional coronavirus death laid at their feet so that they could be blamed on it. So what I'm, what I'm worried about, this is my concern, that everybody is holed up. You know, I mean, streets are dead. If you if you look at these pictures of these places all around the country that used to be jammed filled with people, there's nobody there, and everybody's staying home, only going out when they have to, as much as possible. So, what happens if we do not develop a herd immunity? Okay, and so we we we, we can relax these rules a little bit, but then the virus comes back, and since the herd immunity hasn't been developed. It's going to spread again, and the people that are most vulnerable, again, are going to be the ones that are going to you know, possibly get blindsided, and we're going to start all over with the hospitals being overwhelmed. So I, I agree with what Joe says, that people that need to be sequestered, that need to be taken care of, the elderly, the people with the pre-existing conditions that make them very susceptible to you know, critical condition, they're the ones have to be protected because the way I see it right now, we're really taking a hit that we may never uh, recover from with our economy, especially now that I'm hearing that uh, just the potential outcomes in the future, that we could have a situation where people are being paid more not to work, while similar people are being, they're, they're deemed essential and they're having to work. So people could be getting paid more not to work than the essential people are getting to work. That's now, a good point. We I didn't did, think about I that, but that's a great point. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, Fabulous Mike. Always common sense. Thanks, Mike. The board. All right. We've got a caller waiting. We've got open lines. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Uh, on the mark, Cindy's been patient enough to wait uh, for hours and hours. Thank you, Cindy. You're on the mark. I wouldn't say it was hours and hours. Well, you know, anyway. On the mark time, it's hours and hours. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, first of all, that gentleman raises an interesting issue, the one who was just on the line about we're paying the people not to work more money than we're paying the people who are actually caring for the sick people, and that does seem rather contradictory, doesn't it? Raises an interesting conundrum. Sure does. But, but uh, I called because I think that this has revealed a problem in our government that we should reflect upon. You know, currently it has been the policy that they have to be present to vote, right? There's, there's no proxy voting. You have to be physically present to vote. And on the face of it, for the last 200-plus years, 35, 40 years, that's been a good idea. But now we see that in certain cases of emergency, that falls short of meeting the needs of the country, and that maybe we ought to rethink this. Now, I know that uh, the Pennsylvania Senate has made an adjustment in the rules so that they don't have to be physically present to vote. However, they also, at the same time, limited the things that can be uh, brought up that way for a vote. I think we ought to think about that. You know, I, I'm a member of, uh, I'm a graduate from Penn State, and every year or so they have a new election for board members that represent the alums. And that's all done electronically. I get an email, it says, here is your magic secret code, go to this website, vote for who you want, enter your secret code. You can only vote once, it then, you know, if you use it, it then null and void you can't vote again I, I so obviously there are mechanisms by which we could do this and all bills before they're voted on are posted both at the state level and at the uh, federal level although i'm pretty sure this one wasn't posted um online in advance which is an issue for me they should have done that but I think we need to relook at how, uh, what our expectations are, how government functions, so that the next time we're confronted with a similar problem, I mean, what if Washington, D.C. had a massive fire? You know, does that mean we don't have government? You know, back in the uh, Revolutionary <laughs> War, they routinely moved it around. I think Joe will back me up on that. It was even in Pennsylvania for a short period of time. In York. Yeah, so... I think we need to put in place a more flexible and responsive plan about how we're going to have federal and state government work just in the face of emergencies, not routinely, but in the face of emergencies, there should be some way to deal with this that they still are voting. I don't approve of these voice vote things that they do. 
Good point, Cindy. Thank you. That's a very good Thanks. point. Yeah, the, and, uh, John you know, I Senator Corman for making that adjustment in the Senate. And the, this is Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Senate. That was a good thing to do. He and he did that in advance. As was he saw the ball rolling towards them, mm-hmm. they all voted to do that. I think we need to rethink how we're doing this. And Thank Senator you, Go- Senator Gordner Thank says you, he's been working from home since then, so he hasn't had to go to Harrisburg. And he's closed his offices too, I think. Uh, staff is still there working. Okay, Start right. at the bottom and work up. Well, all right, uh, the bottom. And this is three Tom, panels. Tom has shown his hate again. Tom tells us what the Democrats' little pet projects like emission standard revisions for airlines, collective bargaining for federal employees, or how about money for refugees not in the country has to do with the COVID-19 relief package. Democratic motto, never let a good crisis go to waste to sneak out our leftist plans. And then, uh, good morning. I see this money the government is going to give out this year. For some, it's your tax return you would have to get back next year. We will have to uh, to claim it as income and pay 30% tax on it as well. Thanks. Will you? I haven't Again, heard that. I haven't heard that either, so I'm not certain about that. Uh, then in response to Tom's email, excuse me, Tom, about all those terrible Republicans that voted for this $2 trillion bailout bill, the vote was 96 to nothing, so I guess some of the equally terrible Democrats voted along with them. Any thoughts about that? And then another one directed at Tom, oh my God, business is run by the government. It sounds like Russia. Another writer says, laughing out loud, Tom, without the corporations, who's going to give the people jobs? If the government runs the businesses, Tom, that's communism. And we all know how that works out, Tom. All right, one more. He might as well run the board. A dissenting opinion. China is running the businesses in their country. Works well for the government, not the workers. All right, Fran, thank you. While we cleared the text board, you are on the mark. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hi, um, I'm out buying groceries for several couples in my church and um, driving along delivering my groceries and I can't help but notice the unsightly winter buildup of trash and garbage and along the roadsides and things like that and I thought all these people are out and walking about and take a trash bag with you and pick some of this up it would be great for your community your environment make you feel better too about being empowered I know that always irritates my wife. We go on walks, and I always take a little bag to put trash in while we move. Mostly recyclables, but other stuff, too. Well, the idea is to keep moving, though, not right, to stop and exactly pick up trash right. every through few feet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, honey. Anyway. Well, the idea is to keep moving, but you know what? You can do that stop and a squat or a lunge and pick it up and put it in the bag. There you go. Right? Well, if I see a lot of people squatting and lunging at trash, I'll know who they listen to, Fran. Well, and I see, you know, and this is, there's a lot of hidden gems around here, and they're going to be the people that are going to step up, you know, have have that fine local construction company in Point Township that donated all those masks to Geisinger because they don't need them right at the moment. But you're going to see people stepping forward, teachers helping out with the meals for Mustangs. You're going to see folks helping out their neighbors. You're going to see, you're going to see one woman who's going to help at least three church families that she knows getting groceries that's how bad this is going to get and yeah then, um, <laughs> that would be you and then right. you're going to see people hoarding toilet, toilet paper yeah you still can't get well toilet. like i said no like i said a week ago we're going to find out who we really are yeah um and you know what it's it's reassuring to reach out even to the neighbor you don't always talk to um just 
it's really good because we're all in this together, and you know, we're all equal. The great equalizer in life is a ventilator. We all need to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get out and help your neighbor and get out and help your environment. If you're going to be walking and doing some sort of fitness, stop and improve the environment. Now, you've told us in the past you have a healthcare background. Do you have uh, sort of a couple of good points that we should all just keep in mind health healthcare wise for ourselves? Sure. Um, that six-foot rule is a good idea. Um, getting as much valuable sleep, quality sleep that you can. Drink, drink, water, water, water. It's good for your immune system. Solution to pollution, dilution. Flush it out. <laughs> and, there you go. And the other thing is um, if you have a vitamin, a multiple vitamin, or a little extra C in that multiple vitamin will boost your immune system as well. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yes, sound advice. And I'll add to your recommendation. I strongly suggest time-released vitamin C. Oh, okay. There you go. What does Joe know about that? Well, one sentence, but we appreciate that. <laughs> thank you so much, Fran. Really appreciate it. And Fran suggested last week we get plenty of exercise, that that's uh, critically important. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to time. open up the gyms again so I can do that. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. we got callers standing by. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. All right, we asked for callers. We lit them up. Uh, Tom, you're on the Mark. Thank you for waiting through the break. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, that one caller that said about paying taxes next year on what you're going to get? Yeah. Well, I actually saw that article, too. I'm not saying it's true, but I did see an article on the Internet on that. I think that was called McConnell's Dirty Little Trick. Well, so I mean, there is something on there is something on the internet on that, and I'm, getting, I'm not saying it's true, but there is something on. And another thing, these people that call up this show that don't know what they're talking about, they should or they ought to not call the show because they had an amendment. They tried to put an amendment in the final bill before they had the final vote, and it come up 48 to 48. They needed 60 votes, and they got 48. They were trying to hijack the bill. And then when they voted on the bill, it it did come up 96 to nothing or whatever it was. But they did try to stop the bill. So these people that keep calling up, they don't know what they're talking about. They ought to quit calling up. They didn't try to quit to kill the bill. They tried to add something to it that didn't fly. They didn't kill it. It was voted unanimously. If they would have done that, that bill would have never passed because the Democrats would have never voted for it. You needed 60 votes. And, yeah, the Republicans went along. If they could have got that through, 
you would not have that bill passed today. And the Republicans went along with the, the bailouts to National Public Radio and the Kennedy Center. I mean, both sides gave and both sides took. Let's be honest and, about it. Well, you know, these, these corporations do not need $500 billion. Oh, okay. All right, we got to go. Thank and, you so and, much. And Bernie Sanders made a speech last night. He said, I was against that. He said, you know, because he said a lot of that money... Trump and them are going to try to probably give to the states that he needs to win. Okay, gotcha. All right, thank you so much, Tom. Really great points all. Chris, thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Well, on that last point, yes, uh, when the original Republican bill had uh, basically Trump could uh, direct the money wherever he wanted to, and we already know he considers it in the national interest to have himself reelected and is willing to pervert government policy to that end from the impeachment hearings. So that I hope they put some controls on and review boards on how that was. And they also had in the original bill that they didn't have to tell who they were giving money to till six months later. That is, it would be after the election. Wasn't that, wasn't that a sweet deal he was trying to get for himself? Or the Republicans were trying to get for him, or the lobbyists were. But uh, your Co- Como uh, stuff is about as silly as you can get. Okay. Uh, what you? What did you? The the report didn't tell them to buy fifteen thousand ventilators. They said in a severe uh, epi- pandemic. You would need 15,000, that they actually had enough for a moderate or less ep- ep- epidemic or pandemic, and they uh, had to, uh, they would have to uh, balance that need off of current health needs and the budget that was available. They didn't have to buy so, them all, but they could have bought some of them, but they didn't buy any of them. They bought enough so they, uh, for a moderate uh, and epidemic they were they were set okay they, they'd have an excess and there were other reasons not to buy them but that was five that was five years ago now we're talking about you're trying to blame that like it's the same as blaming Trump for what he did since January no I'm not what I'm saying is that he had an option to buy them now he's he wishes he had them yes, but we it, all it, make it, mistakes it, like that you don't you don't plan for a sewer a it's a matter of judgment that you have to make at the time. In retrospect, the it's a mistake. In retrospect, it's a mistake. Did. In retrospect, it's a mistake. If they had at in least re- added more of them, now they wouldn't be screaming for them and yelling, yes, we need to have them. Silly argument. It's not a mistake that's blameworthy. Well, it's it is blameworthy. Well, they're blaming the president for not having them to give them, so why isn't it blameworthy for them not buying with them when they had the chance? What they're blaming the president for is is... Firing the the pandemic people. No, oh, that had nothing to do them with this. From the national security platform. Okay, we had nothing to do with with. And 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 what he didn't do when they were telling him to do it early on was that there was going to be a shortage of ventilators, personal pe- protective gear, masks. And he didn't do anything. He just said, well, it's 15 people, and we'll get it down to zero. All right, Chris. And it's no worse than the common cold. That's another 30 seconds. You get another but, 30 seconds, Chris. Go okay. ahead. But 
what did he did he get any of those programs moving? No, he did not. All right, That's we got you. And they were telling him that was going to be needed. There was going to be a nationwide shortage of such things. So we understand and it. He did nothing. We understand it all now. Thank Democrats you, bad or good, you. Republicans <laughs> bad. We understand. All right, Amy, thank you for calling in. You're on the mark. Yeah, this is Dale from Sunbury. Just wanted to say that $50 million emergency bill, Pennsylvania side, did that come out of the rainy day fund? Because we have 320 in the rainy day fund. So, But here's another thing. There's a unique opportunity right now for our state leaders to step up because we have resources in Pennsylvania. So if we want to play the tariff game, we put a 20% tariff leaving this state on any perishable goods because if we don't do that soon, our resources are going to run low because we are, you know, the people that are helping people are going to be needing help themselves in two months. So, who, who do we I put this say, tariff on, Dale? We grow most of what we need here in this country. We're going to put it I on said. ourselves. Anything export? That's what I said. Any export? On exports, we, okay. I see what you're saying yeah, now. Yeah, we need to, we need state leaders understand this. Yeah, but he's not we talking about the country. He's talking about the state. Well, I don't know what he's yeah, talking about. For, we're looking for solutions. We all working together. We all live in Pennsylvania, correct? Well, I do. Right? <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's see how. This, I mean, we're playing. The federal government's playing a chess game with our states right now. You know, they they already heard it. So it's time. Any perishable goods being exported out of Pennsylvania has a mandatory twenty percent tariff tax on it. I mean, that's the only way we, as as a state body, that we can maintain and sustain. That's it. I mean, I mean, we need to start talking logical. We don't need no, uh, you know, we need to start making yeah, moves here. We it. need to find out who the real leaders are. I mean, that's where that's where we're at. We don't know where we're going because the markets right now are so fake that they're scared to, to show the real numbers because everybody's going to run to the bank and withdraw all their money. So right. What do you and think the real numbers are, just out of curiosity? How bad are the, the real numbers? numbers? The numbers, it, I told you, it, it used to be a secular a circular economy now it's a secular economy and these numbers are being manipulated and they were for a while and the, right now the market should probably be down to about 11 or 12 but we won't get no real economists telling us that because this uh this thing trying to keep the dollar strength is only hurting us so unless the dollar goes down we need to put that 20 percent export tariffs on there understand that i mean where's our state leader are, gotcha. are we still in a world of cheese, though? That's what—that's the burning question that's facing us. Oh, no, he's oh, well, now I don't know whether we're still in a world of cheese. <laughs> we'll have to assume. <laughs> Amy, you're on the mark. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to respond to the gentleman who called in a little earlier and talked about the herd immunity and getting the well people back to work and keeping the vulnerable at home. The only problem with that that I see um, is that we can be infected with this COVID-19 and not know it. There are people who have exhibited no symptoms at all, but yet they're spreading it. So to get the well back to work, you're only putting more people at risk because you could be thinking you're well and you're not. Um, I thank the governor for putting the stay at home uh, urge Sometimes in some places in order. Mm-hmm. I thank him for putting that in place. I mean, I'm out of work. I'm a healthcare worker, but I'm out of work currently because if I was at work, 
I could be getting the disease and spreading it to more people, or, you know, I could just be spreading it. Uh, so Amy, let there me ask are you. People, you're a health. I'm sorry. You're a healthcare worker, so maybe you can answer this question for me. I, I think I wouldn't just say open it up and do it exactly that way, but. Couldn't you let the healthy people go back to work with restrictions? In other words, a mandatory social distancing, mandatory cleaning, and you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You, I can't distance myself from my patients. No, you can't. I'm right but, in their face. But so. other people, let's say, uh, in my case, let's take and I've argued about opening up the gyms because a healthy immune system is important, okay, and we I all use know how clean they are, and I use the gym to do that. But if if I have I go in and they cut down the number of uh, pieces of equipment that are available, they make you clean them before you get on them and clean them when you get off. If they put restrictions in place to to try and stop people from inadvertently contacting others. Wouldn't that help? I mean, wouldn't that get us at least some some normalcy again? Um, I, it's a possibility. I just think that it's too soon. I think we need to wait and see the flattening of the curve, so to speak. Mm. Um, with the numbers still rising, we're still getting more and more cases spreading throughout the state. I mean... You know, we have two cases at Evan right now, so Union County is added to the list of the counties infected. Not necessarily. Um, they could affected. be individuals from outside the county. They're just saying okay. the hospital, you know, the hospital. Geisinger says they've had dozens of p- positives go through the doors. They're just not local residents. Okay, okay. Well, I had heard that mentioned before that there were two cases through Evan. Right, so that's I just true. Yep, assumed they, that they were from Union County, but... You know, it, it's still spreading. Our numbers are still going up. Right. Um, I think we need to flatten that curve, as the governor has suggested, the Secretary of Health has suggested, due to the fact of not wanting to overwhelm our medical community. All right. Well, um, thank you so much. Do you think people are adhering to these these rules, if you will, because... I, I drove out last night. I had to pick up a prescription around 4 o'clock, and usually the strip is booming with traffic at that time. There was almost no one on it. It seems to me that people are sheltering in place to a large extent, or at least limiting severely the number of times they go out and the reasons why they go out. You know, shouldn't when should we be expecting to see this curve flatten? Well, they say it takes 14 to 15 days. So, you know, he put the order in place a week ago Monday, correct? I mean, I didn't go in, I didn't stop working until Thursday. So I'm looking for my own timeline to be a week from today. Are you furloughed, Um, if you don't mind my asking? um, Yeah, I mean, I could work, but the governor has prohibited. My services are prohibited. Okay. I got a quick question. Uh, One of our good listeners yesterday missed all of our conversations two or three weeks ago saying, why is this worse than the flu? Why are we doing all that? Are you prepared to answer that now, or do you want to call back later and answer that question? <laughs> I just think it's more contagious. Okay. Um, I simply think because we don't understand, we don't have any history with this virus, um, and it seems to be very contagious, spread between person to person. I mean, it can stay in the air for three hours. It can be on surfaces for 24 to four days. I mean, that's really 
pretty serious, you know. Right, no argument there. No okay, argument. thank you so much, Amy. Thanks, really, Amy. Appreciate thanks for your listening call. and thanks for calling. Sure, I, I, thank I, you for taking my call. Anytime, that's what we do here. Take care. I'm glad you're in a position to call us uh, for a change. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Lower right hand corner, Joe, if you would. All right, who is Tom to say what corporations do or don't need? He's a communist, so according to him, corporations should be eliminated. Let's call the show on the Tom. And then, uh, better yet, call it on the Tom and Chris, since they seem to know all, and the rest of us are all mindless dummies. Uh, Another writer says, hey, Chris, what have those agencies been doing for the last 10 years about restocking supplies used in 2009 and 2010, H1N1 pandemic? Remember who was in charge for eight of those years, and it wasn't Trump. All right. Thank you so much. We're taking a quickie break. We've got callers coming in. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and Take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, let's run the board. we got three callers waiting. Let's start at the top of the list. Uh, Van has been waiting the longest. Good morning, sir. Thanks for being patient. You're on the mark. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Hanging in there, Van. How about you? A question for you. Someone explain this to me. How does a government that's $23 trillion in debt give away $2 trillion to its people? How, How does our Congress vote? For that and that money just appears magically. Oh, your great great grandchildren have agreed to kick in. Well, you heard that the uh, they're going to print more money. They've already done that oh, as a geez, stimulus, yeah. several trillion more Why dollars. Does that sound so, like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what leads to inflation. Where I think our next step is the Weimar Republic. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> the nice thing is we can always blame it on Trump. You know, everything. You know, that, this blame game has got to stop, and we've got to decide. You know. We've been dealt this hand, and, and we just have to deal with it and just use common sense to try to deal with it the best we can and quit trying to blame each other for not making decision years ago or not making the right decision last week or a month ago or whatever and just try to do the best we can. But it's astounding to me how, how we just, you know, print more money. The quantitative easing that took place years ago, that's what they did, just printed more money. So what ultimately is that going to do? You know, it's, it's going to lead to inflation. Then that leads to what? You know, with no one working, and it's just, is the economy going to collapse? Is that, you know, it, it comes to a point, and I know President Trump doesn't want to see anyone die, but he does want to see us get back to work. And if we don't get back to work, you know, it's like he said, the, the cure is going to be, you know, if, if the cure is staying home and causing the economy to just implode, then is that the answer? You know, there isn't any real easy answer in my eyes, but there's got to come a time, though, where we've got to go back to work. 
Have you kept your eye on what Governor DeSantis is doing in Florida? He's trying to strike a balance between keeping the state open and protecting its residents from the virus. And he's being beaten pretty badly by both sides, so he must be doing the right thing. But he's he's limited the you know the stay-in-place orders to certain counties where there are serious outbreaks. He's allowed more businesses to open. He's trying to do the right thing, and I think the president would be wise to look at what his what he's doing and the success he may be having down there. Yeah, I don't think there's any easy answers. I think though that that we just can't just hole up and and just expect money to be given to us and and have the economy just completely tank. You know, but I I don't want to see either where there's a bunch of people hospitalized and the, the virus spreading because people don't practice social distancing things like that but i think there is a, a balance somewhere and we have to soon find that or we're going to be paying dearly and our grandchildren are going to be really paying dearly mm-hmm. couldn't agree with you more is are is your church holding worship services uh no they're not not okay all right thank you but so it, much man oops go ahead uh, well no go ahead just you guys have a, a great day and and hopefully the this the rhetoric that i'm hearing you on know, and than and, and chris and tom and whoever else you know, they, they're the compassionate left, so just no one forget that. They are the compassionate ones in this whole thing. And like, like you said, Mark, yeah, what's going to show through this is who we really are. I'm, I'm seeing that from the left more and more. And sad to say, you know, we, we ought to learn how to treat one another in a decent way, and especially in a time like this. And right. don't blame people. You know, we're, we've got to deal with what we've, we're dealt with right now, so, you know, the blame game needs to stop. Good All point. Right, we got you. Thank, Thank you, you so man. much. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, we got time for 90 seconds of each caller. Dick, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, two things. You guys keep mentioning this virus. There's no vaccine. No, Every other virus that's out there, there's a vaccine. That's the problem with this, vac- with this virus. There's no way to stop it. They just keep guessing how to do it. My other thing is about New York City. I see, I see the lines of people at the hospitals. How many people are in their apartments and in, in their rooms in New York City that nobody's even found yet that are just in there sick already? I mean, there's 12 million people in, in greater New York. They can't all be standing in line. There's got to be a lot of sick people in their rooms and stuff that have this virus. Well, hopefully they have hopefully they have phones and they can call if they're sick and get some kind yeah, of there's a care. Lot of, there's, there's a lot of hope out there. I'm just telling you that there's a lot of forgotten people in a city like New York City. Right. Any city. Well, yeah. no argument there. Well, I'm sure there the same are, thing here. Bye-bye. Right, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. All right, Bobby, you're going to be the best climax this show has ever had. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, Mark, I'm going to say I want to make some uh, uh, suggestions. Uh, Of course, I've, you know, being an engineer, I've worked around, uh, I'm going to say, dangerous chemicals. Well, whatever, with, you know, with transmitters and glycol. Transformers. And I worked in a nuclear power plant. And so, you know, to work there, we had to take, uh, you know, precautions to uh, wear um, clothing, to wear protective clothing. So, uh, in other words, we could start, you know, like, you know, I agree with Joe, the gym, the gym should be open. Uh, in other words, we should get back to some type of uh, uh, normalcy, but take precautions in wearing protective clothing or, you know, or something like that, that, yeah, that if won't I don't, spread anything or, yeah. If I don't sit across from my friends at Dunkin' Donuts soon, so I'm going to pop. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much, Bobby. There, we got him on that one. I appreciate that. It's difficult to say what the right thing is, and I think that, you know, some of our callers have 
aired, want to air on one side, some want to air on the other. But in, oh, I'm sorry, you have to talk about our sponsor. Please, you can no, finish no, your you sentence. go ahead. That's more important. <laughs> okay, everybody, uh, you heard him. All right, uh, we invite you to go to the Quick Loan. They're wide open at the Sunbury Motor Company. So if your vehicle is pulling one way to the other, the alignment shop is there. If this is a good time for you to get to your body work done, and now is the time to do it because you might not need the car quite as much. And they can do that at the body shop if your vehicle is out of alignment. If Joe, you're pulling to the left, which uh, that would be tragic for you. And that would be uh, unusual for me. <laughs> um, they can get you fixed up. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. They are open their normal hours. You just observe your social distancing there at the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. SunburyBoners.com, the place to get all the rest of the information. They are our sponsor. Enjoy your retirement length and hunkered down weekend. Yes, I will hold my thought until Monday. Have a good weekend. <laughs> okay, great. That's a long time for you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with open phones, and we'll have an infectious disease specialist on the line. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury, 10 o'clock. Good morning.